Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Welcome to ASHTO Resource q and I'm Brian Johnson, and with me is Kim Swanson. Hi, Brian. I'm excited for this episode. It's another uh, ASHTO Resource Q&A on the road. Yeah, that's right. I took us on the road to Newport, Rhode Island for the National Transportation Product Evaluation Program, or NETPEP, annual meeting, where I talked to quite a few chairs and, and people who are involved in the NETPEP program. Now, we covered this originally in an episode where we had some of the interviews packaged uh, to talk about just sort of an introduction to what goes on both at the meeting and NEPEP in general. But this time, we're going to go a little deeper into so what happens with both new products and new programs on existing products and materials that are in NETPEP. So who did you interview for this episode? Well, th this time uh, in the category of new products, I talked to Joe Stilwell from the Maine Department of Transportation. And Joe is the chair of the Glass Fiber Reinforced Polymer, which is also known as GFRP Task Force. I'm excited to learn more about that. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, GFRP is a like a glass rebar essentially. Uh, I think it, I think that can it can come in different forms, but it's a newer technology. It's not totally new, but it's a it's one that's being introduced to NetPep, and they're going to have an audit program for it. So it's good to get some insight into how they handle that. The other thing we're going to talk about that's new is a new technical committee that is on asphalt binder suppliers. So this one, I'm gonna to talk to two people together who are heading up the effort on this, also from New England, by the way, Mark Brum from Massachusetts DOT and David Howley from the Connecticut DOT. So we're gonna talk about the challenges associated with starting a new program on an existing material. So. I think more uh, there will be more to come on that particular program, and they are going to be looking at some other uh, materials such as emulsified asphalts uh, as they as they advance uh, this particular effort. All right, so we're going to listen to the November fifth recordings of these interviews with Brian, Mark, Dave, and Joe. This is Brian Johnson here at the two thousand twenty one. NETPEP annual meeting in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, we've got some guests here. We're going to talk to uh, Mark Brum from, uh, did I say your last name correctly? That's oh, that's good. From uh, Massachusetts <laughs> DOT uh, and Dave Howley from Connecticut DOT. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Thank you for having us. Yeah, so I wanted to talk to you guys because you are developing a new program or two, maybe two new programs in NETPEP. Is it one or two? Right now it's just one, but we'll see how it goes and you know, one work plan turns into two, and we'll see where that goes. Okay. Right, right. We're starting so, off with Binder, and then once that's up and running, there have been some states that have been interested in having it expand to emulsion products and, uh, you know, so people who supply emulsion. And they're sort of parallel materials, so they were thinking we can probably do two in one program. But 
one thing at a time. Yep. Okay, so we're talking about Asphalt Binder right now. What was the impetus for the Asphalt Binder program being developed? So, in National R26 is a, not going to say requirement, but it allows the states to kind of audit binder facilities, suppliers. We found out, especially in the Northeast, we don't really do that, right? Because of you know manpower, time, and getting out of state sometimes. So, former Mastodon employee, our former director, he went to NetPeps and pitched it as a possible national program because obviously NetPep already has audit programs for other uh, types of uh, facilities. So, pitched it as a uh, an audit program of asphalt bind supply locations, and uh, you know it's. Really, the, the key is we, we've been getting these quality control plans for binder facilities for, you know, decades. And majority of us, we read the document, we think we understand their quality control program, but we never verified that they actually did what they were saying. So this program was really, that was the main goal was to verify that uh, they say what they, well, say what they mean and mean what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, say what you do, do what you say type of thing, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the former director of uh, MassDOT, you know, got a hold of ConDOT and, you know, my boss, he was like, you know, I think this is a worthy worthy plan, so he asked if I would get involved. And I think part of the reason why, you know, my boss thought it was worthy is also just Connecticut DOT's current, um, I'll say, state of mind when it comes to the importance of quality control and how quality control affects quality, the end result and quality of a product. And... In recent years, our specifications have been getting expanded. We've been requiring more quality control on more areas than we ever have before. And this was just another opportunity, you know, that we felt that, hey, this would be a worthwhile thing. Quality control is important. Let's get involved. And hopefully it'll help our jobs have better quality. So that, that was the crux of it. Okay, so when you're developing this work plan in NetPep, did you just take the existing, did you have a similar work plan at, at MassDOT that you kind of transitioned to, or did you start from scratch? Didn't start from scratch. Well, we actually, what, uh, what we did was we took uh, existing other audit work plans to see what would they do in it. And, and NetPep has a, again, they have a great audit program. They have great people working with Robert Sarsanella there, one of their chief auditors. He helped us, like, this is what an audit program does, what it should be doing. So we built up based off of what they currently do, but then we tailored it to what do we need from asphalt binders and also to meet those asphalt specifications too because, you know, we, we can only audit based on what ASHTO requires. So, yeah, it didn't really start from scratch, but, you know, it was a lot of picking from different locations to to get the best possible work plan to get the audit uh, program where it should be. And how has the reception been from uh, private industry, from the producers? It's been mixed. You know, initially, I, I I think we're still in a phase where a number of producers are a little hesitant and, and resistant to it. I think they're a little concerned about uh, the doors being completely open, if you will. Uh, some of the discussion from them has been uh, proprietary products. But again, you know, we've been trying to let the industry know that, you know, we're not trying to look at, we're not trying to dig into the weeds. We're not trying to dig into proprietary products. We're trying to keep it an overarching program and try to stay focused on the importance of quality control, trying to pitch the importance of quality control and pitch that, you know, quality control, even if you're currently doing it, and which we discovered a lot are, 
But it's also important that we as DOTs understand what's going on because going back to uh, Mark's previous boss, you know, his thing was, and which I really agree with, it's a lot of, about confidence. So when a DOT is confidence that contractors have systematic processes in place to meet requirements, it helps us work together, in my opinion, the partner, so DOTs can say, hey, you know what, we do have the ability to implement this because we know there's components in place on the industry side through their processes and procedures so they can handle the change. And that's just another piece why we thought that this was a great program. Yeah, that collaborative approach really seems to be the hallmark of NetPEP. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of that this week at the NetPEP meeting. Uh, So, yeah, I appreciate that explanation. And now last question, where do you see this going? So you've got a program put together now. Uh, You're starting to implement it. Where are we going next with this? So for 2022, Massachusetts and Connecticut are going to be requiring that all of our suppliers are NetPEP evaluated. We've already been talking, at least regionally, uh, Region 1, uh, you know, the Northeast states, we, we got, a, a, you know, other states that are either planning on falling right behind us or really considering it, um, maybe with their own little tweaks to it. And I, I mean, we seem like we have the Southeast and Midwest. We, we think that this is a program that it's it, it could start off slow for like a year, I want to say, and then could explode um, if, if we get this right. Yeah, and then after, after Binder, there's a possibility to do some more. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about that? Yeah, once we get to that point, we're going to take it to Hollywood, man. We're going big. We're going to be the largest NetPet program that's ever existed. That's where we're going next with this thing. But again, I think where we're hopefully going is just to be a part of the, the whole piece of the pie, you know, we talked about partnering with comp and, you know, and those types of things and hopefully being able to take some of the things we learn from this program and be able to apply it to maybe even our AASHTO standards and, you know, and other things like that. Again, hopefully we can utilize it to make improvements in more than just one area. You know, yeah. that's that's what we're hoping for. And we're hoping that once yeah, once we get this work plan working and all these audits going, it'll be a quick change. Or not, not a quick change. It'll be easy to just take this, what we learned, and, and switch it over to emulsions, asphalt emulsions. Because so, that's, again, another product that's, you know, a very similar in nature um, that uh, is important. And it's good to, you know, we want to make sure that if we can have that higher level of reliability or confidence, I think is what Dave said, it's a, it's a, another product type that fits perfectly in what we're doing here. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, Mark Brown from Massachusetts DOT, Dave Alley from Connecticut DOT. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. So we talked about how NetPEP develops a new program around an existing uh, product that's been used for a long time. But NetPEP also starts getting involved in developing programs around products that are used in construction that maybe weren't before. I'm going to talk to Joe Stillwell from Maine DOT. Joe, what is it like to create a new program around a product that's newer to construction? It has been an experience, to say the least. Fortunately, with the vast history that NetPEP has with an audit work program, which is what I've been working on developing. There is a great framework to start out with to maintain consistencies. The hardest part that I have found is trying to take a whole bunch of DOT specs who have been utilizing this product and some industry 
quality control plans and trying to kind of dial it all down and distill it to its real essence on what are we all looking at and how do we benefit the most amount of people in a cost-effective and practical way. Yeah, now let's talk about your program that we just came out of a meeting where you were hosting you were hosting the meeting, moderating the meeting. Can you tell us about the product that you're working on and, and, uh, and what the application is? So the product that I'm developing the work plan for is GFRP bar, so glass fiber reinforced polymer reinforcing steel. So this is to replace your traditional steel reinforcing steel that's either black bar, zinc coated, so galvanized, epoxy, and if you like to play with expensive metal, stainless. So we are working on developing an audit program very similar to what is already developed and heavily used by other states with the um, reinforcing steel welded wire and seven wire strand audit program that NetPEP already does. You know, how many states are using this product now? It's one of those things that reaching out to people, it's been um, an adventure trying to figure out who's doing what. And some states are using one product. Some states are using other things. Some places, some states are just kind of looking at it. But I reached out to kind of globally to the states and the members of the COBS T6 committee um, on composites and had a very positive response from everyone who I reached out to. So we're looking at over a dozen states that are either use the product or heavily interested in utilizing the program. There are a couple states that heavily utilize GFRP, Maine, Florida, Virginia has been looking at some. North Carolina is doing a complete massive structure with 100% composites. Michigan really uses the carbon fiber strand. So it's kind of scattered across the country. I know there's maybe some stuff on the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington. So this is kind of trying to create a nice clearinghouse of data and a benchmark. So as other states start utilizing this product, they have a significant comfortability on Quality controls are done to a baseline standard, and they have data that they can look at that has been vetted through an AASHTO lab, and it's not the quote-unquote independent lab test data as provided by manufacturers. Now, what kind of efficiencies can you create by developing this program for the states and the producers? So the way that Maine is going to utilize this program is to populate our qualified suppliers list for GFRP manufacturers. So if a state is just getting into this and they want to create a qualified suppliers list, there's a ready-made list that if they're compliant with the work plan, they have, we have test data, we have their quality control plans, and they've at least attended one AASHTO audit and been found compliant. So there has already been kind of the independent background information acquired. So there could be some assurance that the product that you're receiving on site will match what you're actually specifying. How's the buy-in been from the, this new group of participants? It, when, you, when you look at the manufacturers, how has it been with their engagement? Are they excited or interested in this? I would say when I reached out to industry about this, it was like I delivered them Christmas presents on the morning. They've been having significant issues getting into other states. There's really no baseline of who's doing what. It's been kind of the best way to describe it, the wild west of manufacturing out there. There's some really good, very established people. There's some newer manufacturers who are trying to get in. So they're going to be really happy that they'll have one place 
to submit their product to, have one audit, that a lot of states will just utilize that data and not have to worry about submitting 52 different test reports, 52 different audits in their facilities. And they're really excited because composites are coming, seeing the tidal wave of it in the last couple of years. And with the current price of materials, options are always better. Yeah, now let's talk about the meeting itself. So so this week was the, the annual NetPet meeting. It's an opportunity for the states and the producers to get together and have discussions. Uh, what can producers do to, to be part of this uh, and, and help develop these work plans with the DOTs? The best way a producer can get involved is reach out to the chair, vice chair, and the AASHTO liaison for the technical committee and say, we want to get involved. We are an open door. We, we work with industry and the states to develop these work plans. It's a partnership. It is not a decree. So as a lot of people saw when I was going through my draft comments, I had one manufacturer in person, but I had two other manufacturers who submitted comments on the work plan. So this is significant input from industry. So when this program goes, quote unquote, live, they've had a, they've been a part of it the entire step of the way. There should be zero surprises. All right, great. So Joe Stillwell, thank you so much for your participation. Thanks for taking time to, to sit down with us and talk about your experience. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to convey about your engagement or involvement with the NetPep program? I've been involved with NetPep for, I don't know, seven years now. It doesn't seem like it, but I have, I came out of the structure side. So I had a structures background with some bridge construction. Now I run fabrication, which means I oversee the fabrication of all pre-made products from DOT. It is a significant benefit to all states to utilize the program because I don't have enough staff to do what I do. We don't have the capabilities to do some of the testing on the admixtures and all those kind of fun chemical concoctions, I like to call them. So it's a great way to be able to populate lists, be stuff with data, get involved with it. It is probably, in my opinion, one of the most beneficial programs that AASHTO has that the states can use. And as we saw at the meeting, being think 47 states paid their dues. There is no additional cost for them to access this data. They've already paid for it. All right. Thank you so much for your time and have a great day. Thank you. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed those interviews about new products and, and new programs in NetPep. And Kim, where, where can people go to find more information? If you want more information about any of the NetPep programs or just NetPep in general, you can go to netpep.transportation.org. That is N-T-P-E p.transportation.org. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.